Good morning, good evening, and good night, everyone. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 365. I know it's been a while, but I'm in a new location. I'm in a new residence. I believe the last time I spoke, I was either at my mom's house or maybe next to the Columbia River. As many of my recent podcasts were recorded on the go, whether I was traveling or riding my bike here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon. Nonetheless, I am back to wrap up this season of Bud Talks Podcast with a story inspired by someone very special in my life. And it goes something of the title as Juesu Avun Lavin Boot. Some things you don't translate. There was a young girl who walked miles to school. To give you an idea how far she'd walk, one day it rained so hard that her sandals got drenched, soggy, and soft enough that they melted off her feet like ice. She ended up having to peel off each sandal from the bottom of her toes and feet and carry them into her classroom by the time she got to school in hopes that, you know, she set them by the heater, they'd be dry off or dried enough by lunchtime because maybe she could glue them back together because she had to walk back home in these damaged, torn apart sandals. Every hour that morning, she'd check each sandal near the heater, praying they'd stiffen up so she can kind of go to work on the soles and the straps, maybe tape them together, glue the soles. When the lunch bell rang, she checked them for the fifth time and noticed that they were still damp. It's spring, by the way, so when the weather could be quite unpredictable. And fortunately, there was a long enough sun break during recess that she got to go outside and be with the rest of the students. She was fearless. She was playful. She was also barefoot. After recess, she returned to her classroom, checks the heater near the window, and doesn't see her sandals. She checks the other window, and they aren't there either. She asks the teacher, if she had seen her sandals, maybe someone had moved them. The teacher says, never saw sandals on either window. The little girl responds, but you knew I was barefoot. The little girl checks her cubby box, nothing. Checks the hallways, nothing. Checks the bathroom, nothing. She goes as far to go check the lost and found, but still, nothing. The afternoon for her is spent barefoot, dusty, ashy, dirty toes, exposed. When the three o'clock bell rings, she waits for all the students to clear the classrooms, clear the halls, and buses to leave and parents to drive off their kids so she could walk home. As she's leaving this classroom, the janitor enters and can't help but to look down at this little girl's feet full of filth. The teacher, who paid no mind to this shoeless little girl, gives the janitor a look 
as in, well, can you picture the face that this teacher has given the janitor as he's staring at this little girl's feet, as in, don't look at this little girl's feet, this poor little girl's feet. However, the little girl is bold enough to ask the janitor, did you throw away my sandals? He then responds, I had no choice. With the material they were made of near the heater, they are and were a fire hazard. The little girl asks, where are they? He responds, the dumpster near the parking lot out back. The little girl then runs through the hallways, bursts through the double doors and starts sprinting across the blacktop towards the dumpster. And as she gets about 10 yards from the recycling containers, she stops and stares. From a distance, she's just in awe at what she was approaching as she got to where her shoes, sandals, could have been, or should have been, rather. On the contrary, the janitor that morning was running late. He was running so late, he decided to take the freeway so he could maybe speed up a little bit. But it started to rain so much harder that congestion traffic started to pick up on the freeway, so he was even more late. In fact, he was so late, he missed one of his first duties of the day, which is to clean the classrooms before classes. So as he approached school, he missed his first duty of the morning, which was to clean the classrooms from the prior shifts that, you know, whatever they didn't pick up, he would pick up the next morning. During lunch is when he actually decides to catch up and make up for his morning lack of duties. And that was when he had saw the sandals near the, the heater and had no choice but to toss them. He had then did the midday recycling and took the recycling along with the shoes out towards the dumpster and it was there where he sees or excuse me he saw a transient couple forging the recycling and trash bins these trash bins are rather sparse there's not much there so then they ask the janitor when does the recycling get taken out you know cans bottles boxes, whatever they could use. He says, three o'clock bill. That's usually when the final trash is taken out for the day before the late evening shift cleans out the classrooms. At the end of the day is when he re-enters that classroom and he sees the little girl's feet. And before he could even stop the little girl from going back outside, it's when he tells the teacher, when it rains, we all get wet. And it was then he sees a little girl returning from outside. Filthy feet. And without her shoes. I love a story with no meaning implied that doesn't really insist upon itself. 
it's almost as if you have to re-listen to it. Kind of like those movies that don't really have a fulfilling ending. The director knows what they're doing in terms of figure it the fuck out for yourself. Because this isn't your typical ABCD, you know, action, backstory, conclusion, or action, backstory, conclusion, development, epiphany type movie. But this is rather, we figured it out. We just want to show you, but not tell you. Much like the, I think, I believe Nope had something of that more recent movie I watched is Nope with uh, Jordan Peele. Um, I forgot Daniel and uh, I forgot the other actor, the girl, but she was the girl in the movie and more of a spectacle theme, but it doesn't really imply that. I mean, it's something that's more so shown in the movie and that's kind of the movies I like to watch and and honestly uh, I was a bit underwhelmed with that movie and I think it's kind of a gift and a curse of my understanding of story in that and I'm not the greatest storyteller I can definitely be a bit better in terms of delivery and what I choose to keep out but I, w- I think I was more so underwhelmed because You know, so many movies are dumbed down. So many movies are just for box office purposes. It's almost like the movie The Village, M. Night Shyamalan. And I I believe that, I kind of forgot that. I remember that being one of those movies that were quite underwhelming. You know, it's like the entire movie, you get a sense of what time frame these characters are in. But then you watch it till the end and it's like, oh, they're in a completely different world in the context of the movie. It's actually modern rather and not so much. I guess what was that Amish like or whatnot, but. For the most part, I think these movies serve their purpose in. A frame of storytelling where we don't want to give you so much outside of what we're going to show you, but we'd rather give you the gift of thinking. Can you think for yourself or at least have a group of friends who you will think amongst and say, I fucking hated this movie. It was stupid. Or I thought it was intriguing because... It brought us together. Now we're talking about it. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 365. Go ahead and check out my poetry books, Rigel. Listen to my tree grow, amuse and tunes. And I forgot my first book's name. It's right here, actually. Let me take a look. An Eye Between My Haiku. All on Amazon. You can also find my work on vehicledigest.net. Again, this is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 365. Follow me on Bud Writes, vehicledigest.net. Good morning, good evening, good night. Bye bye. <laughs>